0: And we are back. And I told quentin on the last episode that he was uh, he was going to get punished. I was going to give it to him in some way for not watching uh, Takashita versus Speedball. So we had to do a special episode. But not just a special episode. No, no, no. Had to do a special episode where I got another uh, another host on uh, tonight. On this episode, we are Mace and T-Bar. <laughs> I've got the special <laughs> guest Mason. Mason, how you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. And we're going to talk about uh, Cyberfight Festival, because I wanted to talk about it. This was not actually to punish Quentin. I had already put this together before that. Um, I just said that to mess with him. Um, I'm not actually going to... What would I do to punish Quentin? I don't even have any way to do that. Why would I say something that way? Um, It's such a weird... I'm such a weird person. It's... Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, I wanted to talk about Cyberfight Festival. No reason why Quentin had to deal with it, because you know it's way too long and stupid and he's got a life um and he's doing his successful media covering battle rap no it seems like he's doing pretty good over there i'm happy for him um so i figured grab mason because i saw you tweeting about the show figure pop have you pop on get some new voices out there Mm -hmm. uh you know get some new blood on the scene i hadn't heard you do any podcasts before get some youth yeah yeah we got to mix it up man um mason have you done any podcasts at all before
1: uh no i guess yeah no for school maybe but that doesn't count
0: no 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 it does not um but that is kind of weird you had like a a class where you did a podcast for it
1: it was a writing class and like after we're done writing like we wrote uh what what the fuck was it uh it was something and then we did a podcast about it
0: all right well that's uh, interesting. I do know you pop off in the spaces though, right? You get on those Twitter spaces?
1: Uh yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's uh yeah.
0: it's definitely a a hairy hairy endeavor. I know I'll get in there and hear some stuff going on and I'm not uh it's not for me. Not my <laughs> No not no. my place <laughs> but uh yeah you're in you're in there and and i've seen and heard some some screen caps and heard tell of some really fucking weird shit going on in there i mentioned it on the last episode with the stuff with uh with aj gray and yeah. what people were saying like what the fuck um but mason i mean it's elephant in the room i don't even really want to talk too much about it but because everyone's talking about it there's a ton of bullshit in the news um going on right now obviously vince mcmahon stuff sasha banks probably getting released um i don't know if you saw this but i just i had to (laughs) had to pick a bone with this one this one really fucked me up um big swole out here tweeting about the attractiveness of the person that's part of the nda with vince McMahon. yeah i saw that that's fucked up man i i know (laughs) yeah
1: yeah I don't know I feel like there's so much new like this week was a fucking out of nowhere crazy week of news and then there's like a lot of shit under the radar that's happening too especially like with IWA Mid-South yes that also (laughs) not paying anyone. Yeah, and haven't been for years. And then the
0: thing with the wife—I don't—I can't remember her name, like Daisy Rotten or something—coming in and being mm. like, "Actually, it's always been—it's been me this whole time covering for Ian." Who knows if that's even real? Like, what part of that's even real?
1: Yeah, at this point, it, who knows?
0: <laughs> it's fucking wild, though. Um, but yeah, I just thought, ah social media is actually bad I think uh there is like I said the spaces popping off in the spaces is, is pretty funny and wild but god damn man I I, I don't uh, <laughs> I don't need to see it and I I definitely feel bad for the people who get really into it and start like just it warps people's personality I'm like I'm starting to like take that like a uh, don't not you know what I'm not even gonna say it I just think that social media maybe is messing with people's brains and I've got a couple as we speak i've got like a couple different tweets that are going like minorly viral so every few seconds my phone Mm -hmm. is exploding with some stupid bullshit uh thanks to ryan satin and and billy goat will osprey like (laughs) thanks thanks a lot everybody um but yeah fuck the news don't really want to talk about any of that um did you see takashita versus speedball no um cyber fight festival we'll try to get through this relatively quickly um i skipped most of the undercard um, and really, only started watching at the Princess of uh, Princess of Princess. Is that can that be right? Um, Title yeah. <laughs> number one contender. I do not pay attention to TJP as it as it goes, um, and that's where I started. But Mason, was there anything underneath there that I should have watched, or anything in there that you uh, you think was worth? I
1: I thought the the DDT young. Uh, what do you call them? Like, the Young Boys, I thought that match was pretty good, which okay. was the first match on the main show. But besides that, I didn't pay too much attention, really. Okay. Yeah,
0: that was that was where I was at. I kind of skipped through it, and I thought about watching a lot of it, but I was just like, nah, fuck this. Um, Princess of Princess, title, number one contender, four-way, decent. Uh, Mizuki, I've seen her a few times, and always insanely impressive with some of the crazy shit she does. Um hmm but, like, you know, the same thing is like, the Riho thing that I get from people where just, like, if you want wrestling to be, like, you know, believable, it's kind of impossible um, because, just because of her size. She's, like, so insanely small and, you know, light and kind of dainty that it's tough to be, like, take her seriously. But at the same time, like, some of the most... Breath, breathtaking, amazingly kick-ass stuff that she pulls off um, that just doesn't look like it's physically possible. Like, what the fuck? Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's TJPW, so there's not not a lot to report when it comes to wrestling. Am I right? Like, what did you think?
1: Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I wasn't... I'm not super invested in TJPW. I know some Twitter mutuals who are... Um, uh, I don't think they were super into this either. I think, I think on Twitter mainly, from what I know, is uh, they're more into like the characters from TJPW more than like a lot of the wrestling. Makes any sense? But yeah, it was it was decent for what it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody always says about CJPW. Mostly, they're they're if they got their wrestling like together at all, then maybe you would like have something there because the the characters and the presentation is good. Um, follow this up with a match that maybe you'd say is like the complete fucking opposite when it comes to that. Yeah. you don't need you don't need characters, you don't need story. You just got ten men who all like to beat the fuck out of each other. Um, mm-hmm. Just. It's crazy to think that there's ten <laughs> that there's ten guys in wrestling uh, that are at this all at this level. Everyone in here is quality. Even Simon Gotch is like acceptable and actually better in here than I've seen him in a while. Um, yeah. And like they can't do anything but have him in fucking Noah. Like that's the level that they're at, and Noah is like this dying promotion. But. This absolutely rocked. Um, but yeah, like I said, characters and story, it don't matter. You got the tag team champions on opposite mm-hmm. sides of teams in here. Um, you got Timothy mm-hmm. Thatcher who just showed up randomly tagging with all these people. This shit just fucking goes crazy. But... Um, Fujita and uh and Timothy Thatcher mixing it up is phenomenal my my only I guess you know whatever it is what it is my my only negative would be like Segura getting more Segura and Thatcher would would pop me bigger we didn't really Mm -hmm. get much of that there um the tag team champions the aforementioned tag team champions with uh with uh Elgin and um and Masa Kitamiya going at it that was nice two big bulls and you know Elgin's the, the world's biggest idiot we all know that but Honestly, like, to this day, man, like, in a setting like this, I still can get something out of watching him just be a big fucking idiot. Like, I, I enjoy it, you know? He gets the win. Um, and yeah, like, a solid match. But what did you
1: think? I thought it was good, but. Uh, what was I going to say? I thought. I thought it was kind of. I thought it was uh, strange that they they had this match, I guess. Like, I feel like there was more interesting things to do than just have all the Gaijin versus all the... what they call them? Like, it's, like, versus Noah and, like, Yuragun. I feel like there's something... There's something that they could have done better. And, but I thought it was good. I thought... Yeah, I thought Elgin... Even, yeah, even though not a good person, I thought he's good when he's just doing, like, dumb guy shit. Like, just elbows.
0: I mean, which is why he's an asshole. Because outside of Mm -hmm. wrestling, he continues to do dumb guy shit. Like, you know, like, unfortunately, it's a double-edged sword. You just have to accept that, you know, with the dumb guy comes the good and the bad. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just part of it, which is unfortunately upsetting. but But I'm sorry for interrupting
1: oh yeah uh we can we can keep
0: going sure sure i mean all right moving on uh calamari and drunken kings um and D- disaster box team of uh harashima uh and uh Yoshimura versus uh sauna club uh and asuka um insanely fun um yeah but uh mason what do you think of this
1: I thought Yuki Ueno. I he's he's amazing. That's all I'll say. Uh, I think I think someone like that is someone they should with uh, King of DDT currently happening. I think over someone like Endo, I feel like Ueno uh, has all the athleticism, but I also feel like there's a more complete package there and with the match, I think you saw that. And there was, there was a spot with him and Hiroshima where I think it was, they both uh, jumped off. What was it? I don't know. Uh, they both, uh, both jumped off uh, the rope and Ueno had a, like awesome draft kick. And also Hirashima is one of the best. And I thought he was also very impressive in this match.
0: Yeah, this was fucking nutty as you talked about there. There's like insane, insane spots. There was like a uh, doomsday uh Rana spot in here, I believe, that was fucking insane. Oh yeah. Yeah, by the um by the thirty-seven Kamina and Asuka team that was like, what the fuck? And, uh, and seeing something like this and thinking about, like, uh, like 37 Kamina, the Sonic Club, and that uh, they don't have a leader right now with Takashita gone. And, like, you know, they're just, like, fucking with Hirashima there, like, he would make sense leading this, this group of guys, these two, because um, they really fall into that line. I... I hate that my beautiful baby boy Shunma's got to take the fall here. Um, I just – I love him. He's got a gorgeous smile. Harashima, Ueno, and Shunma, all three just with the the most beautiful smiles. Uh, It's unfortunate that they had to fight and uh, that Shunma had to take the loss. But, yeah, Ueno, um, yeah, with the King of DDT being for the championship now, with Endo being out, you're 100% correct there that it's like, okay, you've got a guy who can do honestly everything – ueno can do or not ueno uh endo can do but better and uh actually has a fucking personality and something behind him mm-hmm. and isn't going to get knocked out by a fucking slap but we'll talk about that later uh yeah like uh, ueno uh, this would be a perfect way because we've been talking about it for what feels like years now all through the pandemic that they need to get the title on ueno at some point mm-hmm. and winning this tournament would honestly be the perfect way even if I would rather see Higuchi get the title, you know, just because I've loved Higuchi for so fucking long. Um, but this would be a great way to get the title on Ueno. So I agree with you there. Um, Stinger and Rob Van Dam versus uh, Daisuke Harada, Kaito kiyomiya and Yohei. Um, I mean, what the fuck else is there to say about this than just like Rob Van Dam show? Like, but that's just like yeah. Rob Van Dam forever even at this Mm -hmm. point in his fucking life man like he's so old but he hits all the spots perfectly he's not as dynamic as he used to be um but he also like people forget because they think of like maybe rob van dam in wwe i didn't see as much but in ecw man rob van dam did wasn't like fast pace
1: you know he would stop yeah go ahead uh, I was gonna say yeah, and I thought Rob Van Dam also has looked. Uh, he looked like he wanted to be there, which I we haven't seen in since maybe the first time he got fired from WWE, which was really nice to see, and it was really nice to yeah, just like appreciate, like have kind of almost. Uh, a good, a good match a good yeah a good match at this point in his career which is not that common um i don't know if i agree with bringing him back into noah to do more i feel like this kind of should have been it but it was it was nice to see it, i feel
0: yeah it's like you know noah has enough old guys at the top of the card taking all the fucking money they don't need to be importing them as well at this point like you know the top of the card is heavy with old stiffs who who don't really put anybody over and that's the thing about rob like i love rob i've loved rob since i was a fucking child that's a very long time because some of us are very old on this podcast um and like i was talking about the ecw rob van Dam, it was like People think that all that, like, oh, Rob Van Dam. You see clips; it's all these fucking spots. It's so much action. But like, really, when you go back and look at it, Rob Van Dam would hit a big spot, play play to the crowd, stop, talk to the camera, walk around the arena. So when you see him now, and he all he really does is hit spots and then like just kind of stand around and slowly ape <laughs> ape around the ring until he gets to his next spot. Like it's it's not really that off from his peak. Like maybe in WWE he was a little bit more focused in matches and and. Did a lot less dicking around, but that's not what I consider peak Rob Van Dam. So to me, I'm just like, this is not much different than peak Rob Van Dam. Like same guy, but yeah, we don't need more old men coming in and taking the paydays. But uh, but a nice like yeah, kind of swan song. That doesn't have to be a swan song, but you know what I mean. A nice little kind of farewell tour thing for Rob Van Dam to be like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, you did a, a lot in your career. You're still insanely over. No matter what, like the crowd's gonna lose it for you. Um, So yeah, like works for me um follow this up this was the first time i noticed and then i heard someone saying that there was dancing throughout the show but there's like an insane just like dancing women in lingerie spot in between the matches um was there like people dancing throughout the show did i did i miss it before this or was this the first time
1: i think this was the first time i'm pretty sure Not... and it was... go ahead go ahead Oh, I was just say not a big fan, not for me. I don't
0: I've you know, I don't need this in my wrestling show. This is part of why I don't really love like the fucking uh, CMLL shows when they have the, the dancing women just on the stage for no reason.
1: Yeah. Uh and it was it was surprisingly long. It was like probably over 10 minutes, too. Yeah. And they weren't it wasn't like they
0: were talented. I mean, they're talented women probably. But they weren't doing – this was not a dance where the point of the dance was look at how talented and, you know, interesting and unique and, and good our dancing is. This was like gratuitous just women in bathing suit lingerie dancing like that. There was not really much else to it, you know. Mm. So, yeah, didn't didn't need that in the wrestling show. And you kind of before – I think it was before we started recording. You talked about how this, this show felt different than a DDT and Noah show. Um, and I did mention, like you know, the big DDT shows kind of have this feeling of like being a big over the top thing, but uh, but yeah, maybe what what are your thoughts on kind of the show overall? This is a good place to talk about it. The presentation, and and I think you mentioned that it feels like a little bit more grandiose, and you know, it's the Cyber Fight
1: Festival; it's a big deal. What what, what got thoughts on that? Um, I guess uh, I do want to get this out of the way. I thought this is. More like a personal thing but the venue the saitama super arena which was very common in pride fc i love that venue uh i didn't think they did a great job of like lighting it because it is uh legitimately like one of the best like coolest looking arenas uh i thought i thought a lot of the entrances i guess later down they're probably better but i thought like the over the top kind of like grandiose Entrances, I thought some of them were pretty cool. Uh, uh, like I like some of the spectacle stuff. Also, saying uh, Pride FC fan, I thought... Forget one of the entrances, I know they had drums similar to that. And I think... I think I like, like, over-the-top, grandiose, like, spectacle presentation from Japan, from even, like, Wrestle Kingdom as well. I think I like that more than... Uh, the U.S., but I'm not. I don't think I'm totally in love with it. Yeah,
0: and and I am. I am always openly like pretty against it. I like my wrestling about as you know bare bones as it can get. Um, I don't like the big grandiose shows. I went to. Aew a couple weeks back and talked about it like at the, the Kia Forum for Dynamite and it's the first time I've gone to like a TV show a show that's on TV or even on pay per view really in years the first time I've been in a big arena like that for a wrestling show since WCW basically so that tells you how long it's been um, and it's just not for me I it's not my vibe I don't appreciate it live I don't appreciate it in the building I don't really get energy from being around a bunch of people that said yeah this building looks cool and you mentioning pride definitely makes sense it didn't cross my mind because i'm not i'm not one of these people and part of it is because i don't care about presentation i don't care about presentation i don't Mm -hmm. care about the pomp and circumstance so i never keep track of like oh the arenas it's always weird to me when i hear people talk about arenas and they're like this arena and that arena and oh i like the way that this company shot this and that and i'm like i don't fucking remember i couldn't if you showed me like a corican hall a show this is in corican hall i wouldn't be able to tell you i I don't even know Mm -hmm. and people talk about oh they're in corican hall i don't know i don't keep track of that stuff so you mentioning pride oh yeah i'm like oh yeah you know that makes sense this does kind of remind me of like some pride shows the the way that it the, the way that it, the building kind of looked in the presentation, um, they could have done a better job, as you said, like showing off the building. If it is cool, it looks kind of cool. Um, but that said, uh, you have any other final thoughts on that? Or can we move on to the main event of the evening? Uh, I say we move on. All right. So the real main event, as everyone knows, you got burning with uh, my man, Higuchi. Um, and, uh, they're taking on a DDT team. Um, uh, katoge oh a noah team yes 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 uh katoge inomura and nakajima last minute replacement nakajima pissed (sighs) off to be there nakajima not in the mood for anybody's shit also just not getting along in noah as is and uh Mm -hmm. this comes out and has big fight feel um this is feeling like there's something's really gonna go down here um Inamora and uh, Higuchi, Haguchi when they interact with each other is fucking pretty nice. I'm like excited to see what they're going to do. Jun Akiyama is doing, you know, uncle June shit, so of course it rocks. But then uh Indo tags in and he just wants <laughs> Nakajima for some reason and uh probably should have just let sleeping dogs lie cuz Nakajima didn't seem like he wanted anything to do with them. Maybe that was part of the you know the plan of the story, maybe it wasn't and uh, nakajima was not fucking playing around and doesn't <laughs> sell <laughs> no sells everything endo can repeatedly tries to get him to just get into it and start fucking wrestling nakajima's not in the mood and eventually they start <laughs> going back and forth one big slap from nakajima and endo hits the ground goes into Dead's man's pose and uh <laughs> The ref counts two count on the fucking... With the shoe on the chest. And Nakajima has to lift up his own boot like he's doing the cocky thing. June is instantly in with just like... He's uh, pissed. Surly motherfucker. Looks like just completely upset. And Nakajima waves him off. Get out of the ring. Get out of the ring. Has this asshole face still. A little look on his face still. And uh, they have to call off the match. Referee's decision. And this is completely fucked but here's the thing okay people can say all the things that they want to say about nakajima and he's being unprofessional and all this but i feel like people are talking out of both sides of their fucking mouth when they shit on nakajima here and oh he's unprofessional why does he have a bad attitude blah 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 blah. and then they also say fuck noah booking fuck no sour wrong guy All they do is push all the old guys. They don't treat the fucking, you know, the the guys who are the real hard workers who've been committed to Noah with the respect they deserve. And then you're going to tell me that Nakajima should have shown them respect? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How does that make any fucking sense? I think Nakajima, while, you know, maybe don't knock the guy out, whatever.
1: Yeah. uh,
0: I don't see anything wrong with his attitude here. But go ahead. What what are your thoughts?
1: I, I oh yeah i was gonna ask you first did, what was your immediate reaction like before or i guess he watched rocks. It later yeah my yeah. immediate
0: reaction was that fucking rocks i thought it made sense playing off of um playing off of him knocking out katoge in the in the press conference before this so i'm like oh, okay they're just making nakajima a badass or whatever and then once it starts like clearly it's legit it's like yeah. oh fuck and then it's like that's what i felt too. oh
1: fuck yeah I thought, yeah, I thought it was a like a work at first, and then, and then, yeah, as it kept building, I'm like, oh shit! Uh, someone actually commented under one of my tweets. He was like, "Man, that's a that's some really good selling. You don't you don't see it like this now." And then, right under his own tweet, and then he was like, "As I look at this again, this looks <laughs> this looks real." But uh, <laughs> that's the best I selling felt- man. <laughs> I, yeah uh i don't know uh i thought nakajima looked sick but also it's like you can't really be you can't really be knocking people out especially in something like this but uh yeah, i mean it's
0: bad business but like i said my side of it is like fuck noah fuck Noah. yeah it's like
1: fuck the business really. yeah
0: He's not, right. he's not wrong, and honestly, like, he's a fucking badass and has been for a very long time and hasn't gotten treated the way he deserves, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, there's there's gotta be someone out there who's smart enough to see that this is someone that you can do something with with this attitude now and coming out of this, so I kinda, I think the best thing for him is to be like, fuck off and leave and just like, cyber agent fires him. I know that people mm-hmm. say he's got heat in New Japan and he's not gonna, you know, stick around there, but... I don't know, man. Bring him to fucking the USA. Bring him to the States.
1: Or uh, even... Yeah, I guess there's not many other options in Japan, but he probably could do, like, some freelancing stuff in Big Japan, and... Sure. Yeah, but he just... He kind of looked done, but it was, like... He looked... He looked like... He looked like a badass as well, and... He looked like he was he was done. He didn't he couldn't deal with it anymore. Like all of it. He didn't he didn't really look like he wanted to be there from the beginning. And Yeah. Yeah, he was pissed off,
0: and I think rightfully so. And yes, it's bad, it's very bad for everyone involved in a lot of ways. But again, I just I can't blame him. I can't blame him. Um Keno versus Dice K Sasake, hardcore match. Um Weirdly, like, no title on the line. Really just feels like, you know, trying to just relive kind of the Daisuke Sasake thing that has been not been happening for a while. Um, But just bringing it back for the big show, just because it's, like, a crowd pleaser. Um, Putting Keno in there. I don't know what the fuck was up with Keno's hair. um, But, uh, yeah, Mason, what would you think of this?
1: I thought this was probably the best match, or the match I enjoyed the most on the night. And... I thought it was it was really fun, especially after the last match. It was a bit of bit of a palate cleanser, a little bit not a, I guess a palate cleanser, but for different reasons. Uh, I thought yes, it was going back to uh, what Daisuke Sasaki kind of was, and like bring it up in the big show. Uh, I thought Kenno looked uh really good in this environment and I thought I'd like to see him do some different stuff than what he's doing in Noah which is in my opinion pretty bland. Uh what else? Uh I thought there was some pretty uh the one bump where Sasaki uh went off the off the top rope into over, was it over the guardrail i think
0: yeah 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 it was off the top rope over the guardrail to kenno sitting at the like a timekeeper's table at the side of the ring mm-hmm. yeah I that, was that was fucking awesome wild. spot yeah uh,
1: and i was i wasn't i wasn't surprised but uh i thought i thought it was how, how do i word this I thought it was interesting that Kenno got the win, but Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could see that. And I and I heard other people saying that. But like I said, I mean Keno maybe not to most people, he's still kinda hot in Noah to a lot of people, and obviously Congo is like kind of hot and and, and they I think the thing about Congo is that they look cool. Like that's the thing more than anything. Mm-hmm. They photograph well and they look cool. They're good when they use them like as an invading force. But like realistically, I to me I don't feel like they have a ton of juice, but but that's just my personal opinion because then yeah. I hear other people and they're into him. Um, so I definitely see like I understand why he would win, but other people maybe think like, "Oh, it's a hardcore match." So Sasaki should win, but realistically, my takeaway from this is that both guys, honestly, both guys and their units would be better off swapping places. Like, this match should have been, like, we they swap after this and, like, have Kenno and Kongo go to fucking DDT and have uh, Daisuke Sasaki and Damnation TA or whatever go to Noah and just, like, completely freshen everything up. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, Kenno looked cool in something like this, and this is, like, a DDT thing. And he did really mm-hmm. good at this. And I think that he would be able to pull stuff off like this. And you got fucking Funaki riding the bicycle down the ramp and then he selling has, the leg on the, the cra- perfect. like. perfect yeah like i mean kongo in ddt would be wild because you just wouldn't expect it but like they show that they would fit right in so yeah that was Mm. my takeaway from the match and i agree with you it was a really really awesome match it was probably the best wrestling match on the show and people can say whatever the fuck they want about daisuke sasaki and i've heard it for a long time i'm kind of i've been kind of a fan of his but i've not defended him a ton but like repeatedly right now on these like ddt big shows and stuff like this like i'm coming away with it and he's having one of the best match or the best match on the show just recently Mm -hmm. the the three-way with junakiyama and Mao, like that was the best match on the show to me and like yeah he just he keeps coming away with like having fucking bangers on these shows even if they're like big and bloated and part of it is kind of like that the shows are just over the top and have too much going on um and he's still delivering something
1: go ahead and i also thought like a match like this is perfect on this show specifically like the over the top kind of like quintessential ddt style match i thought like really fitting well in the show yes. in the pacing of the show yeah that's perfect that's that's a perfect way to put it yeah
0: uh follow this up this is the princess of princess title match um shoko nakajima and yuka sakazaki um i really dig Sakazaki. i think that um she's much too talented as a wrestler really for for tjpw that's why i get excited when she's in like AEW, a little bit here and there um i know she does some wrestling outside of uh tokyo joshi pro in japan but i you know don't really watch a ton of it um and honestly it looks like she hasn't done any in quite a while um but yeah but uh still either way like i don't know this match had a lot of neat stuff, um, but I was not emotionally invested in it, so maybe I didn't get as into it. But it honestly was probably the, my second favorite match of the, of the show. Um, and as I said, like Sakazaki draws me in. I think her selling and her facials are great. Um, Nakajima mm-hmm. here was was really fiery and had some really nice-looking strikes. Um, and I think that maybe if I you know, kind of paid attention to her, maybe I'd be a bigger fan. Um, the uh, The finish obviously made sense. You know, I, I think that's, I've heard rumors a lot that Sakazaki, the plan is for her to spend a lot more time in the States. So hopefully Isn't, that doesn't, uh, yeah, they've been saying that for years though, but I think that that's the plan. So hopefully that comes through at some point, but uh, yeah, what did you think?
1: Oh, uh, I hadn't kind of on the same boat where I thought it was good. Like it's a good match, but a lot of time there's a lot of good matches and you kind of. It would be a better match if I knew like a little bit more of what was going on and like about TJPW overall. But I think both are good wrestlers and put on a good match. And yeah, I thought I thought uh, I thought Yuka Sakazaki. I thought she was a really good sell the selling performance in this match. I thought was really good, and I. I haven't seen a ton of her because i wasn't when she was in aew a lot more i didn't really i wasn't super into aew then so it's kind of freshened me up and if she is doing more runs in the us in aew i'm definitely definitely interested
0: yeah hopefully that they've been talking about it but i think it was like you know obviously this pandemic and they've talked about it forever but she was supposed to be i think one of the one of the people from uh tokyo joshi pro that, that came over and was a big part of the the division and they it just feels like that stuff always gets rumored and then it just it has still just hasn't happened um but we'll see maybe after forbidden door stuff things will open up even more mm-hmm.
1: um, and doesn't uh yuka sakazaki have a pwg match i think um i don't with masha oh coming up yeah yeah
0: that was announced you're right um which is crazy to think about um I would almost
1: start. Yeah, that doesn't sound right.
0: Yeah, it'll be that'll be really good, though. I mean, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, having a women's match in PWG is going to be weird for the first time in years, for the first time since, like, Candice and uh, Christina Von Erie, um, which, yeah, uh, another... <laughs> nope, not going down that path. Not uh, talking about all that shit. We got things to stay focused on here. Um, the actual main event, GHC heavyweight title, Goshi Izaki versus Satoshi Kojima, Um, go looked a little skinny here. He didn't look, uh, didn't look built up like he has in the past. Maybe that's just because of, because of Kojima. I don't know. Either way, I thought that this was a really good, valiant kind of match, fight, whatever you want to call it. Um, kind of old school, two old school gunslingers going at it. Um, loved, you know, the, the lariat off kind of nature of it towards the closing stretch I thought was, was, um was really fun in a a unique way. Like, you don't really see that. Everyone wants to do so many convoluted, kind of choreographed back-and-forth spots now, especially, you know, that's kind of the New Japan house style. Um, And just doing all that but basing it completely around lariats is is a unique way to do it, or, you know, primarily around lariats. I really enjoyed that. Um, And I really liked the way that this came off. I also liked that you have a big title match in the main event on a big giant show like this, and it's about 20 minutes... Um, It really breezes by, it didn't feel like it overstayed the welcome, and made you kind of think like, oh, I could watch more of this, especially after Go's title reign that I thought was phenomenal um, a couple years ago, where matches were going so long and the the pacing and the stories that he was telling were fantastic, it was nice to have something different here. Um, That said, I don't know that I love the booking, Um, I, I get it, Kojima is good, but I don't See him any better than Go, especially after Go had that phenomenal title run just a little while ago. Um, that, like, I would put, I would position Kojima above him. But I'm not no Rong wrong guy and I don't think that the point of booking is just booking the old guys and setting up like a Kojima versus Muda match because they're the two guys who held the titles in the past or whatever bullshit. That stuff doesn't speak to me. I'm not really like a big nostalgia person in general, so you know, it doesn't really not really something that I care about. But that said, I thought that this match really delivered what it was going to be. It was a breath of fresh air to have a big main event that delivered in the right ways but didn't overstay its welcome didn't have to be over the top and just was a good wrestling match between like i said two old gunslingers who uh who still got a lot in the tank obviously especially go because he's not he's obviously not as old as kojima but uh still got a ton there and uh yeah really enjoyed it mason what'd you think
1: oh i i thought i as a match i thought it's good it was good i think uh Go Shiozaki, I think very highly of, and I think Satoshi Kojima, even though he's older now, I think it's still hard to get a have a bad match of his. But the booking is really something I'm not super interested, especially like especially since Satoshi Kojima like just came back to Noah and Go's been holding it down for Noah for a while now um uh I go is him and Noah just like what is he doing that's that's kind of where I'm at right now like you have this amazing wrestler who like is not treated well at all I don't think and it's like I don't know it doesn't just something there where I feel like he could go somewhere else or like even have like a Takeshita type u.s uh excursion run or he could be doing a lot more interesting stuff where now it seems like he just holds the title for a little bit and then loses and then gets the title back for a little bit and then loses and it's really uninteresting yeah i mean he's finally where they wanted him to be forever he kind of did do the
0: you know the international excursion run years yeah ago, which produced a lot of great matches but yeah him doing it again now would be would be great um, it would be, and it would be even funnier to have uh, bullshit Shindy promotions booking Gosiazaki and talking about how he's a young up and comer proving himself on the yeah. What on is the scene? that all about? It's fucking amazing, man. I'm just when I see these promotions post that shit about Takeshita, and I'm just like, why would you even pay somebody money if you're not willing to fucking Google their name? Like mm-hmm. just don't like could you imagine you're like I'm going to pay you all this money to come wrestle but I'm not going to even spend a second to look you up and know anything about mm-hmm. you. That's fucking wild to me. Either way, that's not the point of what we're talking about. Um I'm with you. I think Go unfortunately is one of these like old school stuck in the mentality that you have to be loyal guys and he'd be much better off getting the fuck out of Noah because they don't treat him with the respect he deserves at this point um but it sucks because it is kind of like where the fuck does he go um yeah it is what it is though but mason i think we're gonna get out of here i said we're gonna keep it quick and we did it under an hour under 40 minutes at this point god damn good job um anything you want to shout out anything else you want to talk about before we go whatever Um,
1: floor is yours uh, follow me on Twitter at Rollison Mason, R O L L Y S O N M A S O N. And, uh, oh, yeah, I have a mutual. Uh, let me see. One second. Sure, sure. Um, uh, J Shell, her at is J Shell Nicole. She has a documentary. It's called uh, Wrestling with Whiteness. It features. Uh, Ricky Starks, Alex Kane, Big Swole, Caprice Coleman, Darius Lockhart, JDX, Shane Taylor, Shug D, Eli Isom, Khan, Moses, Revron er, Reverend Hunt, uh, Tasha Steeles, Willow Nightingale, Trey Shaw, uh, Scotland Public Enemies Podcast, uh, not sure how to pronounce that, uh, Victor Taylor Perry, Muscleman Malcolm and Will Washington, it's amazing, please check it out. Um, and yeah. All right. Well, thank you for posting that.
0: Um, I will say, give the Twitter handle for that other person again, because I tried to look it up and I didn't find it. J Shell Nicole, you said. What is it?
1: Uh, yeah. It's, uh, J-A-Y-C-H-E-L-E-N-I-C-O-L-E. Perfect. That'll help, uh, people be able to find it.
0: Um, yeah. So check that out and check out that documentary. That sounds pretty dope. It's got a lot of, not a lot of, Cool names there. Otherwise, you know, check out the network. Keep following. Uh, we don't know wrestling. Hit the 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 Kofi the Kofi. I don't even know which how you're supposed to say it. If you're feeling like it, uh, we're just trying to break even, folks. Now, as another podcast, I listen to repeatedly really say that. Either way, throw us some money. Help out with that stuff if you feel so inclined. Um, don't follow me on Twitter at Bone Dog's Wife. Don't uh, tell me about how Ryan Satin is actually cool. I don't want to hear it.